Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me, what I do and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. This podcast series is about taking care of yourself inside and out. I will be interviewing six amazing women who are experts in their field and who will be sharing their secrets with us on how we can look good on the inside and out. My guest today is Fanny Snaith. Fanny is a qualified money coach and is about getting to the raw nitty gritty, facing the truth, making those zeros grow, not shrink, and getting confidence sky high when it comes to money. In her words, she is committed to helping the world better understand the meaning and purpose of money in our lives. It is time to open the door to start talking about money. It is time to discover and challenge our belief systems about money. Doing this can only make us and the world engage better with the wonderful tool and resource money is meant to be. So this podcast episode is about how to remove the money blocks so that we can live more freely. Thank you, Fanny, for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So before we get into the nitty gritty, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your story and how you got to where you are today? Mm, Okay. Um, So I've always had money running around my life whether it be positive or negative to be honest and um, when I was little I was lucky enough to be born into a wealthy family but mum got married and divorced three times by the time I was 12 and all of those marriages were based on money and I think yeah they were based on money basically so my my dad who was the first husband was a make do amend type character um everything was like you know it's totally adequate you know it's perfectly adequate why throw something away even though he was wearing trousers with holes in and yet mum had all this money and love to spend so that marriage didn't work the second marriage 
um, didn't work. And mum put my sister and I into a boarding school. And when we left our house on the Isle of Wight, thinking and believing that we came from a wealthy family, the minute we crossed the threshold into the, the boarding school, we actually became the paupers, which was quite interesting, actually. So for the next three years, we were sort of like the bottom on the bottom rung of the ladder and sort of made to know that, really. It was quite an interesting thing. And then the third marriage my mum had was she married her bank manager. Everything's going to be fine, darling. We don't have to worry. I'm marrying the bank manager. But unfortunately, he um, was blackmailed, allowed himself to be blackmailed, uh, and he gave all our money away, like literally all of it, apart from 76 quid. So we came out of the boarding school very swiftly and straight into the local comprehensive, which don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful for. It was actually quite a good school, but it was very different from boarding school. And um, I, there I joined the free school meals queue, which really wasn't very pleasant because where they how they organized it then is that they um put all the free school meals people on one side of the hall and all the paid people on the other side of the hall just to make us look very different right and i remember standing there thinking i don't like this this that makes me feel very uncomfortable we're in a really crappy situation right now um and i'm very subconsciously angry about it and it was at that point that i decided that i was not going to be beholden to anybody for money when i grew up and that i was going to become a millionaire um so that all of that happened i was still actually only 11 by the time that happened and so you can see that money had become very much a theme throughout throughout my life um, I went on to become a money hoarder uh, in a very, very unhealthy way and finally hit the seventh digit on my on our net worth, which I thought was going to be totally transf transformational in our lives, whereas actually nothing happened at all. I remember saying to Neil, I go, Neil, Neil, we've done it. We've hit the seventh digit on our net worth. And he looked at me and he goes, well, it hasn't got anything to do with me, has it? And I just went, oh my goodness. And there were no flags and no whistles and no bells. And we then basically both realized that we were actually quite miserable, even though we had a good amount of money. Um, it wasn't what we wanted really, or it certainly hadn't ticked all the boxes that I thought it was going to tick. And it was then really that I started looking at the, how our relationship with money is so important to our financial success. Um, I started becoming a, a, a money coach because I needed to have my midlife crisis when I turned 50. Didn't want to carry on doing the job that I was doing, which was a home-based computer type job, which I opted when I had the kids. Prior to that, I worked in television before I had children, but that's not very sustainable if you want to be at home with your family. And I thought, I've got to get out from behind these computer screens. What shall I do? And because I'd always been very good on the practical side of money, I thought, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll just help other people with their money. So I shoved spreadsheets in front of them and then was slightly puzzled as to why they either cried or just their eyes glazed over and they, you know, they looked out of the window. And it was then that it really was hammered home to me how much our relationship with money, you know, how important it is. Because money is 80% mindset 
and 20% practical. You think about people, you know, I meet people every day who have got a list of qualifications as long as they're on, but they're not managing their money. And it's not because they don't have the ability to do so on a practical level. It's because they've got something stopping them, whether it's not high up on their values, whether they've got um, negative feelings or beliefs around money that's holding them back. But there's something stopping them doing it. And my experience tells me that if you're not managing your money on a practical level happily and easily, then you're not going to reach the level of financial success that you want to. And it's always going to be a longing in there going, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could, but just believing that you can never cross that threshold. But that's what I like to do, show people that they can. So, so that's how I've come to be where I am. So I, oh yeah, so the last part of it, I suppose, yes, yes. Was, sorry, just is, is that when all these people would, that would cry when I gave them spreadsheets, I then realised that I'd better go and get some training to do this. And so I found the Money Coaching Institute in America, led by the wonderful Deborah Price. And I went there and I did about a year's training with them to learn to be a one-to-one -one money coach, a couple's money coach, and something else called a business archetype coach, which is quite interesting. And that was all just based on the mindset side of things. And that's that. And the rest is history. So let's start with the big question. Yeah. Why do we hate talking about money so much? Well, that's a really interesting question, because actually, I think I need to be a little bit pedantic in this. I think people love talking about money. I think the question is, or yeah, I think the question should be, why don't people talk about money? And I think the reason people don't talk about money is because they don't feel safe and they feel that it's a bit too real. It's letting their situation out of the bag. And quite a lot of the time, well, I know a lot of the time when it comes to money, we're thinking, am I doing all right? Am I normal? Do I do things like that? Is it right for me to do this? Is it wrong for me to do this? And so it's very difficult to actually express how you feel, what you do, because you feel that you might be different or you're not doing as well as somebody else. But um, my, my experience tells me that when you get a small group of people together in a very safe environment where they know that they can speak confidently and without judgment, just the door swings wide open and the conversation like totally flows. But I think, you know, talking about money does bring emotions to the surface. It does bring things that we, you know, thinking, I don't know, I want to talk about this. And, you know, if you feel that you're inadequate in some way with managing your money, it's not always the easiest thing to do goes well I'm actually really not very good with this because of this is you know we want to talk about things that are good rather than the things that aren't great you know yeah it's 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 uh you know money means different things to different people we're all we're all very different I I often link together diet and money you know if you overweight underweight eat the wrong things eat the right things you know it's like asking somebody to do a food diary it's usually quite enlightening and the same thing if you ask people to write down every single purchase they make it's quite enlightening and people are actually people don't really know how they are and 
skate over the fact that you skate over the, the fact of that they might not be how they want to be. Oh, well, that's just how it is. But actually opening the door to the conversation of it is like peeling off another layer of the onion, as it were. And we know what happens when you start peeling layers off onions, right? We often cry. Mm. You know, and that, yeah. this is this is this is the thing. But we, you know, eventually, if we talk about it enough, we get to the sweet spot in the middle, and massive, wonderful, wonderful things can happen. I've just been in in my group in my course where they're just meeting for the first time and they're sort of sitting there tentatively. And as soon as one starts going, well, I tried to do this. Oh yeah, all desperate to talk, wanting to express but just a little bit tentative. So it's just providing that space. Does that answer your question? Of course it does. Um, <laughs> so in your experience, what yeah. are the typical money blocks that people have? God, blimey. Um, I'm rubbish with money. Um, filthy rich. Rich people have conned people to get where they are. People like me don't deserve money. Um, I, uh, what was it? I mean, got money. Money grows on trees. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, there's there's all sorts of beliefs. Uh, it, it, it can be many, many, many different things. Just money can just conjure up a fear in people um, because maybe like for me, money conjured up a fear in me a little bit because. Every time anybody talks about money, they were fighting. Mm. You know, that's what money meant to me was that every every time anybody brought money into a conversation, there was an argument. So it's like, why would I want to talk about money? Why would I want to do that? So there's all different things. You know, it's hard to make money. You've got to work really hard to make money. Um, again, a lot of the beliefs that the blocks that we can have can be subconscious that we don't actually realize what those blocks are through stories mm. um so um, a little girl gets given a silver locket by her grandma and her cousin gets given a gold locket and she loves her silver locket absolutely loves it but she overhears mum saying well we only got a silver locket. How come she got a gold locket? You know, why why are we good enough to have a silver locket? There you go. There's the belief that's right in there. I'm not as good as they are because I got silver and they got gold. That's how it works. And when we're between the ages of naught and seven, and even actually in the womb, because we still hear things in the womb, everything that we're told we believe to be true. Why wouldn't you? If you hear your mum telling you something, you why wouldn't you believe her? So that's where it comes from. And so, if, I mean, I, I was working in Sainsbury's before Christmas. I went and got a job on the till. I absolutely loved it. Amazing experience. And there was one lady who came up with a beautiful packet of paper serviettes. Really pretty it was. And I said, I said, oh, look at those, aren't they lovely? And she said, yes. They're far too good, good for me. I'm going to give them to my sister. Oh dear. <laughs> so we, you know, that that's the that's the that's the first. Should we? Are we you know, we've got a our hand on the door handle to opening up a big story about her and money, and probably a really lengthy tale 
that stemmed from one experience in this lady's past where she didn't feel as good as her sister. Isn't it funny? It's just you. We just have innocent conversations with people and we don't really think about um, what what's going in and what that might mean. And, and to a degree, it's good not to analyse things too much because then you'd probably just not talk to anybody. Um, but just the simplest of messages we can latch on to and have our own interpretation of what that means to us or what somebody's trying to say to us. And that's it. Subconsciously, it set that belief in stone in us so that when we, the way we behave is then affected just by maybe a simple throwaway comment that somebody made that actually has no meaning, but we've interpreted it to have a certain meaning. Yeah. And don't get, you know, don't get me wrong. We have positive messages that come to us as well, right? But we tend not to remember those. Positive message, you know, something that's come up with one of my clients is his dad said to him when he was little, when you go to university. Now, there'd not been one person in the whole of his family going back hundreds of years that had ever gone to university. But this thing stuck when I go to university, I'm going to university, I'm going to university, I'm going to university. But he didn't really, you know, he struggled through school, etc. And he sort of struggled through A-levels, but he got to university, mm. you know, he got to university in the most fantastic way, a really amazing way. Obviously, I can't tell you the full story, but I firmly believe that he had this message in his head that just said, I'm going to university didn't know what he was going to study, didn't really have the qualifications to get there, but he got offered a place just because he told, it, told himself that. Yeah. And so if you can imagine, if you can imagine that you can get that amount of power from a positive, from a positive message, look at the amount of power we can get that's from a negative message. Yeah. It's exactly the same. You know? There are... You know, kids that have probably been told, you know, what can we do with world? To, what we what can we do with money to make the world a better place? Come on, go. Money is for good. Money is for good. Money is great. Money is going to help the world. Money is an energy that flows freely through the world. There is plenty of money for everybody. We are all money magnets in our own way, and money is there for good to help everybody have freedom and choices and to reach the level of financial success that they want. Can you imagine if we were told that every day as mm. a child, how, how different the world would be? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there you go, there's your, there's your money block. <laughs> so people will be listening to this going, okay then, so I need to probably listen to what I'm saying and then I can start to identify what my money block money blocks might be um, and then obviously go through a process or they have to then go through a process of trying to do something with that money block so what can people start to do to understand their money blocks and then obviously try and get rid of their money blocks okay so I have you ever noticed um, that you ask yourself questions sometimes? You go, why am I so useless, right? 
Do you ever ask yourself a question like that? Or why can't I, why, why do I, how is it that I come downstairs and I can't remember what I came downstairs for? Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we ask ourselves yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. One of the first things that we could do is start jolly well listening to the answer or find an answer. So, you know, why, why, why have I not remembered what I've come downstairs for? Just come all the way downstairs to find something and I can't remember what it was. Why can I not remember? Because before you set off on your mission, you didn't mindfully think about what you were doing. So the answer to the problem is, next time I go downstairs to look for something, rather than having the constant chatter in my head that's going on and I just find myself walking downstairs to collect the item that I don't really know what it is, I actually set an intention before I get there. When it comes to money blocks and you find a block coming up, Rather than going, oh, no, that's not nice. We'll move away from that. Hold on to it for a minute and actually become conscious and become aware of it. Becoming conscious and aware of your blocks or your feelings or your emotions blocks. I don't, I don't really like the word money block or any block is OK. Mm -hmm. But I like to try and translate it into really what it is. It's a thought that we've held on to from childhood that has then grown and grown and grown and grown and grown so that it, we, it actually seems like a block. But really, rather than busting through a block, as people talk about, what we're actually after is letting them go, yeah. taking them, looking at them, and then just letting them go because they're not important. It's not about smashing them up or anything. So I'm rubbish with money. Am I? Yes, I am. Why do you say that? Because I spend money that I don't have. I don't look at my bank account statements and um, I've, I've got a credit card debt that I shouldn't have. OK, so how has that come about? It's about just put your detective hat on or your discovery hat on and approaching the subject with a little bit of curiosity. So that's the first thing that I would start doing. Become con What I tend to do is. I go to the supermarket of an evening to pick up a loaf of bread and I end up spending 30 quid on shopping that I don't really need. Right. So you become aware of something that you don't like doing an action or a belief or something that you're there. Once you're consciously aware of it, you can then start asking, well, is this behavior or this belief serving me? Is it helping me? No, it's not. So how do I try to avoid or how do I let this feeling go? I mean, obviously, actions and feelings are slightly different. If we take an action for a minute, how do I not go to the supermarket and spend 30 quid on shopping that I don't want? Well, first of all, I can be a little bit more mindful about it. Secondly, I could write loaf of bread on a piece of paper, but only a loaf of bread on a piece of paper. Thirdly, I could just take the cash with me to just buy the loaf of bread. And so I couldn't actually buy anything else. But do you see what I mean? Mm. Options start becoming available to you. If we're talking about um, a belief. So let's go back to I'm rubbish with money. Well, if you're going to keep telling yourself that you're rubbish with money, the chances are you're going to be rubbish with money. I again, a bit like that. I'm going to university. Think about your language. Would you 
don't talk to yourself how you wouldn't talk to your best friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to tell your best, you're not going to tell your best friend that she's crap and she's wearing the wrong dress or she's doing this or her hair looks awful or blah, blah, blah. Don't talk to yourself like that. Talk to yourself with kindness and talk to yourself with respect. That's the first thing. And secondly, when a feeling or an emotion comes up, perfect one is when people, well, even though not many people can go out to dinner now at the moment, but um, <laughs> a group of people around the table, a group of six people around the dinner table and the bill arrives and you get that, oh God, bill's arrived. How's it going to work? Who's going to be the one to work it out? What are we going to do? Are we going to split it? They've only had, they've had wine. I've only had water. All those little feelings. So again, notice them. Mm. Notice them. Why am I feeling like this? If we split it, how would I feel? If they suddenly start trying to make me pay for the alcohol that I haven't had, am I going to be bothered about that? How does it, how does it sit with me? And just explore. It's about exploration. That's what I would start doing. And so, then oh, listening to your answers. Yeah. So being cynical, I might be sat here going, well, that, that's, that's great. That's wonderful advice, Fanny. I'm hearing you, but do you know what? I've just got far too many beliefs that I, I just, I just don't want to. It's just all too difficult. Resistance. Yeah. You have resistance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. And do you know what? Resistance is there for, for everybody. And my group, again, with my, the group that I'm working with now, they're just starting to do their money mapping, which is trying to get together their, what people sort of say, a budget. It's budget with a difference. But they're just starting to do this. And it's like, you can do one of two things. You can either just carry on resisting if you want to and carry on with the feeling that the unpleasant feeling that resistance brings or you can decide to do something about it and there is no magic pill unfortunately there is no magic wand there is no magic pill you, if you're not willing to change you won't it's not that's, I can't, there is no magic words for it. However, if you're willing to change, then there is always a way. One of the ways that I find very, very useful for people is I teach them about the eight money types, which I learned about at the Money Coaching Institute. Archetype work has been very much focused upon with Carl Jung, the psychologist. Um, and archetypes are basically characters that all have different types of um, behavior and traits. So, for instance, if you were to look in the Disney film, you're always going to see the prince, the baddie, the goodie, the little sort of gremlin-y type person. Yeah, it's pretty set characters that go along the way. And we have eight, eight money types. And um, I'll just run through them quickly. So we have the innocent, head in the sand, seeking rescue, rescue. I'm rubbish with my money, just want somebody else to help me out kind of person um, then you've got the victim nothing ever goes right I try it and it always goes wrong you know why does it always happen to me kind of thing and then we've got the warrior money type of action really good at getting things done financially successful all that kind of stuff loves helping other people all that kind of bit good um, then we've got the martyr 
the one that always looks after everybody else before looking after themselves. But everything's just a little bit disappointing. You know, if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it, are they? And, um, you know, nobody does it as good as me. So I end up having to do everything. And actually, most of the time, I'm exhausted. So I'm feeling a little bit sorry for myself as well. Let me not the fool. Everything's great. Yeah. Roller coaster of a life. Great deals. Make a lot, lose a lot. Make a lot, lose a lot. You know, God, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's brilliant. We only can live for today. It's just, don't worry about it. We'll sort it out later. Details, details. So that's the fool. And then we've got the creator artist. Money's not really important to me. I just want to help the world. Um, however, it would be quite nice if I could actually afford a car. Uh, get quite conflicted, uh, love-hate relationship with money. Um, but I do have quite a nice little sort of creative side to me, which is nice. I run yoga courses, give the first eight weeks away for free, just pay for the last three, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then we've got the tyrant where nothing is more important than money. Money, 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 money. That's what makes the world go round. You can never have enough, never have enough money. Everybody wants to be like me. We've got a, quite a famous tyrant running a country at the moment. Have you any idea who we're talking about? Um, but actually, the tyrants, uh, tyrants traits are based in fear. Fear of being abandoned, fear of people not wanting to like them, fear of everybody, their money going away and all that kind of stuff. So that's not a very nice way. And then the eighth one is the magician, the money type of faith, trust and balance, who we would all like to be, who is, you know, realize that money is a tool, also sees that it's an energy, looks at all the traits of all the other archetypes, but dances around the negative behavior and embraces the positive behavior. So what we want to have, and we've got all of these types within us, don't get me wrong, we, we're not a, these are not labels, it's totally dynamic. So we say that the money types are not who we are, they're where we are. And what we want, if you think about somebody driving your financial life, right we want in the driver's seat we want the magician we want the warrior in the in the in the passenger seat and then we want the creator artist literally in the middle of the back seat sort of looking through the rest of the guys can actually go and get in the boot right so that's how that's how they work so what we do what i do with clients is i work out what their beliefs are work out what their negative feelings, emotions, etc., are, and then I pin them to these characters. And what we find out is we tend to have one or two that are driving the car at any one time. So if we can ascertain that we've maybe we've got the fool driving the car, oh, you know, I save, 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 and then I just spend it all. So you've got warrior, save, 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 doing well, looking after your money, and then the fool comes on and goes, come on, let's blow it. <laughs> let's go out and have a great time. Right. So we know that we've got an active warrior, which is great, but we need to be able to, when the fool comes along, we need to instigate the warrior and the magician, get the magician to come and go, no, 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 we've done so well up until now, we're not going to allow this back in the trunk, fool, right, and say so we work it like that. I can't remember what the question was now, but I seem to think that I need to speak about, oh yeah, you said that you were feeling very resistant. Yes. That can be quite a good way to bust through the resistance. Again, only if you're willing, mm. because once you can go, oh, my innocent is so out of play right now, or I can't look at my bank statements. 
I don't want to have a look at the transactions. I'm absolutely terrified as to what I'm going to see. Can't, can somebody just come and sort it all out for me? Yeah, so you can you know that you're innocent there. So then we can go, right, traits of the innocent are this, 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 and the other. What does the innocent do to move away from innocent and into one of the positive ones? They need to look at this, 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 that, and the other. And so it's actually like a little methodology. It's like a tool, like yeah. a brilliant toolbox to try and work out which one of your money types is driving the financial car. Oh, I love that. And, yeah, and Ayn Rand, a writer who wrote books like The Fountainhead, which is not the, with this quote, that's not the book that this quote comes from. And I can't remember which one it is. She had a quote that went, money is simply a tool. It will take you wherever you wish to go, but it will not replace you as the driver. Very proud. Well, it is when you think about the money types and who's driving your financial yeah, life. Yeah. Um, what tends to happen is I've got a money type quiz on my website people take it it's just a screen with lots of words that you can tick and afterwards it'll give you a percentage of how much each of the archetypes is showing up for you and people go well your quiz is your quiz is crap because i've got 25 percent innocent 30 percent victim 20 uh, percent warrior i've got all of them there but none of them are active and i go yeah that's right I said, because what's basically happening is, is you're stumbling through your financial life. Nobody is really in control. Not, you know, and how's that working for you right now? Oh, oh, yeah. So resistance um, is, is beaten quite well with the money types. So, <laughs> so what can by by going through the money work how yeah. can it help someone live more freely what what does it do how does it set them free so if you imagine so if you're if you're in a situation whereby you're not managing your money you're feeling pretty rubbish about it you haven't got an awful lot of money in the bank you've got a certain amount on the credit card that you're paying minimum payment maybe a little bit more every month and it's all just a bit, but you know, your money life is sort of okay, you know, but nothing's happening. You're worried about the future. You've got a car on lease that you wish you didn't have because the monthly payments are a little bit too much now. You see prices going up and you're sort of in this, in this sort of like, oh, this big jumble of stuff. I call that the financial fog. Now, living in a fog is really confusing and it gets and you know you're driving in a fog and it's actually really quite stressful isn't it because you can't see where you're going and it's like oh my god you've got the lights on or maybe i'll slow down or oh god, do i drive through it what do i do fine being in a financial fog is horrible so working with a money coach working with me as a money coach i'm sure all money coaches do this are about the same is we need to work on in increase getting you out of that fog so first of all getting clarity getting clarity around your numbers now i understand that that can be where most resistance comes so at the same time what is really good idea is to look at your money story why are you how you are around money why are you like this let's ask the question and let's find the answer and once we've found it then let's move so doing the money work will give you confidence 
which is just when you're confident in your money is just amazing right but to be totally confident about what you're doing and where you are financially is like yes competent as well yeah i know i know enough about the markets i know enough about saving i know how my mortgage works i know how my pension works i know where i can shop sensibly i know where i can save money and get lovely purchases that i deserve so you've got competence there um what was the next one so you've got confidence competence feeling comfortable around talking about money so when it comes to a situation where somebody mentions money you don't go you don't smart at it right so you feel comfortable i'm feeling i'm feeling comfortable about my finances i'm feeling comfortable about talking about money mm. if you can get those three and clarity of course you're just going to feel contented mm. and i think to just feel in balance about it helps you feel so much better about yourself and with your money just life-changing you are going to feel freer aren't mm, you yeah you're not going to have those constraints there's another c fucking c's coming up with c words <laughs> you know to have those constraints it's horrible isn't it it is it is well you feel like you've um you're in handcuffs yeah whereas it's so easy to embark on a financial adventure you might start off in an ugly building site, but you can make a plan to go to somewhere in paradise. What a beautiful image. <laughs> or you can just stay where you are, standing in a fog. Yeah. Oh, no, not so good, is it? Not really. Not really. And it's a bit of a waste of time, really. Because mm. the sooner you do something about it, the better. Now, there's been a lot of information during this podcast. So what three things would you like our listeners to take away from our chat today? Okay, three things. First of all, money is important. Roof over our head, clothes on our backs, heat, light, food, medicine, everything costs money. It is important. So if you don't think it's important, I'm not, it, it is important. Okay? But a lot of us brought up thinking, oh, no, we don't need to say it's important. It is important. Um, don't wait. If you feel that you have a... If you have resistance, blocks, for want of a better word, um, if you're not leading the kind of financial life that you want to lead, don't wait to change it. Don't leave it till next month because looking at the eighth wonder of the world, which is compound interest, um, it can work beautifully for you if you have a nice long length of period of time to use it with. It can also work beautifully against you if you have debts and you allow those to come the interest to compound on those too so the sooner you address it the better um is that two things that's so two i'd have to quote stephen hawking i think he's just quite just quite quiking 
just start talking, whether it be having a conversation with a friend, with your partner, with a money coach, anyone. Join a money group. Join, do something. Put your hand up and go, I'm not very happy where I am with my money, but I want to change it now. And there is support there for mm. you. There is help out there. Amazing. And you don't, you know, there's also masses of free help as well. So you don't have to go and sign up with a money coach and you don't have to go to a financial advisor. There's so much out there now. It's amazing mm. the amount of support that's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as always, Fanny, it's been amazing talking to you, but yes. in case anybody who's had as much fun listening to this conversation as I have had talking to you, how can people find out more about you and what you do? Okay, so number one, I would love you to come and join the Loving Me, Loving My Money Facebook group because that's where it all starts it's uh yeah it's it's a free group to join yes there is a paid course to go on which is 12 weeks which is something you can either choose to do or not choose to do um but the, the starting in the group there is good there's all sorts of information there my website is fannysmaith.com take the money type quiz Take the first step to um, understand what's going on in that head of yours when it comes to money and just look at the words on the screen. And then, you know, if you want to book a 30 minute chat with me, it's completely free and without obligation. But those are the two places. I mean, I'm on, you know, I've got one of those names that's not too difficult to find. So Fanny Snaith on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter. That's it. Loving Me, Loving My Money, Facebook group, Fanny Snaith, everywhere. You can find, just just Google Fanny Snaith and it will take you somewhere. Brilliant. Well, on that note, thank you very much, Fanny. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Maria. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. Take care.